0: Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. Today, it's another 90s beauty moment, and it's one of the ones, I think it's, yeah, it's the second one that could make me cry. I think the first one was Aaliyah, because if you listen to that episode, you'll learn that she died at 22, and this one is about, for me, probably one of the most influential fashion designers of the last 20, 30 years. I'm talking about Alexander McQueen. Specifically, I'm talking about number 13, which was his 13th show for his spring-summer 99 collection from 1998. I've absolutely got a very solid connection to Alexander McQueen. When he was alive, I loved his work. I was just so inspired by his love of nature and his love of looking at the dark side of humans and and nature itself. He would make collections that were very beautiful, but they'd kind of have a thorn in the side of them. They, they were never just like beauty for the sake of it. I don't think he was ever someone that was just about beauty for the sake of it. I've seen his documentary, which is heartbreaking. If you don't know his history, I'm not going to tell you everything here, but he was truly before his time... He truly was not appreciated enough. I definitely felt very lucky to see his exhibition, Savage Beauty, that happened in March till August 2015. I will never forget that exhibition. Like, I can see it in my head now. It's just a moment in time. I'm so grateful that I got to see it. And I I think I probably nearly cried that day. Because the beauty is just, I, I don't know what would go on in his head to create these works of art and I recently watched Kingdom of Dreams which is a four-part series we watched it on Sky and I think it's probably stopped showing there now we watched it when it was only like showing for about 10 days and in that it definitely painted this picture of Alexander McQueen as being the designer that did not have the budgets of the likes of John Galliano and Mark Jacobs or Tom Ford and yet he came out with the most innovative designs like All of the other designers I've mentioned, yes, beautiful clothes, very elegant, etc. But he was just extraordinary. So anyway, let me get back to number 13. That's what I really wanted to talk to you today as a beauty moment. You're probably thinking I'm going to talk about the finale of this beautiful show. If you don't know the story of this show, I'll just try and paint a picture for you we see supermodel Shalom Harlow, who I believe was actually a ballet dancer as well. She's standing on this platform. She's wearing the most plain dress. It's like a piece of cotton in the shape of a trapeze. And it's tied onto her with this leather belt just above her, just under her armpit. So it's very plain. And the platform starts to move. And these two robots appear. They were hired from a car manufacturer. So these robots are meant to paint cars and Shalom's there and she's kind of looking lost and all of a sudden these two robots start painting her dress and it's it's kind of like a little bit menacing a little bit frenzied there's no rhyme or reason to it they're just spraying her all over with like black and fluorescent paints she looks distressed and of course you know it's a beautiful moment as well I feel like McQueen was very good at finding beauty in The darkest of places. To think that this happened 25 years ago, it really does make you think, like, how far have we come? But at the same time, you can absolutely see the influence of the number 13 show in a more recent show. Paris based designer Copernic actually brought super, super supermodel Bella Hadid onto the Catwalk for its Spring Summer 23 collection last year. And it showed two men spray painting a dress onto Bella Hadid. Now, it was very cool because what they were spray painting was almost like a liquid fabric. So she's literally wearing a dress by the end of it. So it moves on the Alexander McQueen idea. It got a lot of criticism at the time. People saying that they just ripped off Alexander McQueen. And I didn't see it that way. I just thought you can't compare to Alexander McQueen. It's two different brains coming up with two different ideas Alexander wanted to show beauty via kind of like a very modern industrial kind of method, whereas these two men spray painting a dress onto Bella Hadid's body. It was a beautiful dress, but I don't think it's the same. So I don't think they were copying him as such. But inspiration, of course, comes from everywhere. But I'm not talking about that moment anyway. Robots aside, I've definitely got a fascination for robots, which I should explore in a future episode. But I'm actually talking about a very different moment. It's the first time that we've seen a designer use a model that has prosthetic limbs on the catwalk. So the theme of its show itself was definitely from the depths of Alexander's mind. It's got a romantic kind of sinister vibe to it. And it was heavily inspired by the arts and crafts movement of the late 1800s, which was very much about handmade things. It was a very British concept and it really inspired McQueen. I think he was very into making the things that he would envision. So it's quite unusual. You'll see corsets made of leather or wood and you'll see leather that's made into ruffles and you'll see lace and you'll see wood that's had tiny intricate cuttings taken out. Many of the pieces that Alexander created were inspired by these workshops at the Queen Mary's Hospital in Roehampton, which was a key site for pioneering prosthetics for those injured during the First World War. So again, I just love how we're taken into Alexander McQueen's mind. He's looking at imagery from a hospital in 1914 to 1918. He's looking at the prosthetics they were churning out. They would have been very different to what we see today I'm sure they would have been very crude and very painful but he was inspired by I guess the ingenuity and innovation that had to happen and I feel it's that that kind of almost crude nature that even inspired his footwear style Alexander McQueen he definitely had this just a very different notion of footwear Often people would call them kind of orthopedic shoes. We also saw Lady Gaga wearing those kind of hoof shoes. He wasn't about making pretty feet, put it that way. But he sends Paralympic champion Amy Mullins down the catwalk wearing the most beautiful pair of carved cherry wood prosthetic legs. They're hand carved to a design by, by McQueen And the design itself was said to be inspired by the work of a Dutch-British sculptor and woodcarver called Grinling Gibbons. If you see the show, I just love that Amy, she just looks strong in these beautiful shoes. And I think if I didn't know, I would have just thought, wow, those boots are like, I would have just looked at how intricate they were. But because I knew that they were prosthetic legs, I just thought, wow she feels strong and beautiful. That's what I believe. And so I did have to obviously look up Amy to see if there was any commentary from her at the time. And I found an interview in The Guardian where she said that she wanted to be involved in the fashion show because it was her mission to challenge prevailing attitudes towards beauty. She says in the article I want to be seen as beautiful because of my disability, not in spite of it. People keep asking me, why do you want to get into this world that's so bitchy and so much about physical perfection? That's why, that's why I want to do it, she said. And I can just feel that she truly sees it as her mission. She saw it as her mission and she did go on to be on the cover of magazines with with her prosthetics and... I think you can still see the ones that Alexander created for her. I think at one point they're on show at the Metropolitan Museum of Modern Art in New York, but they may well have moved since then. But they're literally works of art. They absolutely deserve to be in a museum. It's unfortunate that we have kind of, not relegated, but it's unfortunate that we tend to see most of Alexander McQueen's own work. I don't mean his label today, but The work that he created, often we will only see it in a museum now, but I guess that means we all get to see it. So it's kind of like a little bit bittersweet, but everyone gets to see his take on beauty. At the time, McQueen himself said, I wouldn't swap the people I've been working with for a supermodel. They've got so much dignity and there's not a lot of dignity in high fashion. And again, that just makes me think of Kingdom of Dreams, the four part series. I think Alexander was almost like this beautiful mind trapped in a world that he didn't really want to be part of. Towards the end of his career, he does start to focus on, you know, what we're leaving behind in landfill and waste. And I think it's hard for him. He's in the business of creating beautiful things that take time to make. Meanwhile, he's creating them for a world that just wants fast fashion and things to be replaced every other month. So I think that might even have been part of his reasoning once his final collection had taken place that he had nothing else to offer the world and perhaps that was why he decided to take his own life. We will never know, but it's an incredibly sad story for me and I just feel I wanted to share this show because it's so striking in its beauty for all the different moments. I'm, I, I've mentioned two moments, but if you watch the show, you will likely see so many other moments of beauty but I also wanted to choose it because this is the first show that made Alexander McQueen cry. And I just think, wow, what a time that would have been for him to finally have been moved by his own work. So if you don't know number 13, if you don't know Alexander McQueen, I highly recommend look at all the books, all the YouTube, all the TikToks that you can find because he was truly iconic. Don't forget I am doing videos for every one of these podcasts, so I can't wait for you to see the video I've created for this one. There's 25 podcasts, 25 videos. You can see the video content on my Instagram at beautymepodcast or my TikTok at Sharice Kenyon. And I'd love to know your thoughts. Pop into the DMs over on Twitter or Instagram or email me direct beautymepodcast at gmail.com. I've also got a newsletter. You can sign up for that for free at beautymeotes.substat.com. I'll see you next time.